Hi, you're listening to Flying Sober. This is a podcast about cultivating relationships and sobriety and stepping into self-discovery through love, understanding, and exploration. The opportunity to learn about yourself through others starts now. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners. We are back. Me and Jonathan are back. <laughs> yes! You guys should see Rachel celebrating across the table from me. It's, it's uh, actually, uh, 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 it's, very, it's very warming and inspiring, and it's good to be back on the show. I hope everyone has been man. doing okay, and um, I missed you all dearly. It's been tough, man. A lot of tough things happened in my life, and then I'm so glad you agreed to come because <laughs> there are little things that bring me back up. I need them right now. I really do. And those are one of those things. One of the things um, I've learned, Rachel, is if we're not here for each other on this earth, then what the hell are we here for? Right? It's so true. We're all linked and, and connected somehow. Like I was just uh, listening to something on the radio, and they were saying how the soul is here to experience connections with others. That's what you know, relationships are all about, and, and even relationships with your animals. It's all uh, part of the big picture. That we're all connected for a reason. But how do you connect with people? And, and I wanted to bring this up because, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic. And yeah. There's a lot of fear and there's a lot of anxiety that's, you know, going across the world right now. And, and I've seen so many different behavioral patterns repeating themselves throughout our society and I've I'm starting to really believe that people have lost the ability to communicate to one another hmm. I'll give you a prime example there's okay there's times that I'll be in my office and I see somebody that I need to call immediately I'll get on the phone they don't answer the phone but they'll answer an email within five seconds like they're petrified to get on the phone like, that's what this environment has created for us. So many people are... Like kind of being in hiding. Exactly. In well, yeah. think about it this way. Like, what happens when you put an animal in a cage for too long? You get angry. Right. When you put an animal... And fearful. When you put an animal in a cage for too long, a few things start happening. Number one, they start getting very depressed, right? And then the depression leads into anger and frustration, and then the anger and frustration leads to fear. Like, that's why, like, you know, most animals, you put them in a cage for too long, they start getting very aggressive. We're the same as animals, and we need to remember that we ourselves are animals. We got to continue to, to keep taking care of ourselves, not only just physically, but mentally and spiritually. Like, someone told me in the beginning of my journey, they said, listen, mental, physical, and spiritual – those three aspects of your life, you got to work on on a daily basis. Now, whether mental is reading spiritual literature or reading informative literature, I'm not talking about memes on Instagram, getting your news and your <laughs> political views off of Instagram and Reddit and all that crap. I'm talking about something that's insightful that's going to make you think outside of the box. Yeah. And then spiritual, whatever spiritual practice you have, whether it's meditation, prayer, reading scripture, I don't care what it is, but you got to tap into that. And then physical, you know, taking care of yourself physically, like either walking or running, 
or and we were right. just talking about what what you eat exactly uh, well I'm, I'm a firm believer in that you are what you eat and yeah. sometimes listen i go off the wagon when it comes to eating i love me some chocolate oh. and some ice cream and last night i had gelato i mean it, oh. was, it was delicious but i keep it well balanced like i'll have a good meat and veggie dinner and then i'll have a little bit of a dessert or I'll have a light salad and, and I'll, I'll, I'll call it a night. But it's like those three aspects of your life, mental, physical, and spiritual. If you tap into those, one of those three on a daily basis, you're going to feel great regardless. You're going to feel great. But That's it's all a about, great tip. I well, love that. Well, it's all about balance too. Like I remember um, someone, someone once said to me, like when they wake up, they feel like a computer without an operating system. Right. Like imagine if you turned on your laptop and it didn't have your iOS actual like operating system, your computer wouldn't be working properly. Or if you turned on a regular computer and it didn't have windows, it's the same thing. Like you need an operating system. Those three things get your operating system working right every single day. I love that analogy. That is so true. Like that's so true. And and it snapped for me because I remember for so long I had no idea how to live life and enjoy myself and feel good. I had no idea. I thought it was the amount of money that was in my bank account nope. or the amount of you know girls that I was sleeping with. I mean, all the adventures that I'd go on and crazy things I did that gave me that quick little fix of adrenaline rush, but it never fulfilled the, the hole that those actual three things actually help fill. And, and when you're tapping into those three things, you, you're doing self-care. You're healing. At least one. But if you tap into all three of them at the same time, and then you're really... Well, at the same... I'm, I'm, I'm giving everybody a suggestion. Aim to hit those three on a daily basis. And it's all about time management. Like for me personally, I get up and I get into prayer because I know that, you know, without a higher power, I'm nothing. I love what you said, keep your shoes underneath your bed, because that will instantly get you into prayer position as you reach out for your shoes. Right. It's all about repetition. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I got and into having the, the faith that we even when you don't have the faith. Right. Well, and, and I'm going to bring up I'm going to bring up this analogy. Have you, ever, have you ever seen the karate kid? Yeah. OK. I, I love your analogies. Well, the karate kid. Right. Like. Daniel-san is training with Mr. Miyagi, or he thought he was going to start training with Mr. Miyagi, and Mr. Miyagi says, go paint my fucking fence. So <laughs> he starts painting the fence, and Mr. Miyagi actually tells him, I want you to stroke with the wrist, flick up, and then stroke with the wrist when you flick down. And he's like, what the hell? In his head, he's like, what the hell does that have anything to do with karate? Like, this is bullshit. And then he gets done with painting the whole fence, and then Mr. Miyagi says, well, you have to do the other side of the fence. And he's like, come on right an act of discipline first and foremost that's an act of discipline and then the next thing you know danielson gets done he's like all right it's time to learn karate he goes no i want you to wax my cars and he teaches them how to wax on and wax off he teaches them all these certain things and daniel and he has oh. like 10 he has 10 cars in the parking lot right and he's doing one after the other and he's like this is a crock of shit i don't want to do this anymore and as soon as he's done and his tires or uh, his arms are so tired he says all right mr miyagi i'm ready and he goes all right now it's time to paint the house and he's like what the f and he, <laughs> he freaks out but he goes and he paints the house anyway and it's a side stroke brush that he learns and all of a sudden at the end of all of this repetition and all of this discipline danielson freaks out 
And he says, Mr. Miyagi, you said you're going to teach me how to do karate. And this is bullshit. You have me doing all the, you, you have me doing your bitch work. When are you going to teach me karate? Then all of a sudden, Mr. Miyagi looks at him and says, all right, I want you to start waxing the floor. And all of a sudden, Mr. Miyagi starts throwing all of these punches at him. And because of all the things he taught him, which was painting the fence, waxing the floor, waxing the car, painting the house, he was taught every single karate move he needed to learn. He was conditioned. He was conditioned. It's just he was learning differently of how to implement it. And sometimes life throws us things and we need to stick to those repetitious behaviors or those practices to ensure that we make it through understanding that everything happens for a reason. It was a great analogy, by the way. Um, it means you're being conditioned for something greater. Remember how you just asked me about Skippy? Like, what has it taught you? And one of the things that I struggle with the most, ladies and gentlemen, is patience. I literally have zero patience. And the one thing that I was conditioned to do was take care of something other than me. And I took care of Skippy for one year unconditionally. Guess where I learned patience? It was like I was cultivating qualities I didn't have before. What happened with Skippy? Oh. So you guys, I mean, this guy was just... He was our this, mascot. This, he was our mascot. That was my... Yeah, he was our mascot. He was the first thing that made me smile when I woke up. Because he was just a funny guy, a funny personality, great little companion, you know. Um, and he's a beautiful dog. He's a beautiful dog and went through everything with me, my sobriety and my journey of coming about. He was there during the pandemic and, you know, I had no one else and it was rough. And then he got hit by a car. But remember... Because Last year. Of, remember, because he got hit by the car, the doctors wouldn't have found out what was something else oh. that was going on with him. And I remember you saying to me, like, thank God. Like, it actually, like, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, it was and cancer. When you, when you take a look from that perspective, right, you see God's handiwork in between everything. And that's what helps us accept the certain outcomes that we don't enjoy getting. That's what alleviates it. It's having the eyes and the attention to see God's thread through everything. And I'm going to make Rachel cry right now. My beloved grandmother passed away. It was tough. Um, I still worked throughout the whole thing. I still kept up with everything. And the day after she passed, after the funeral, I had to go get my car fixed. Okay. And I was in my head stressed out about it being $500 worth of work because it was a lot of work that needed to be done. And my grandmother constantly taught me how to give no matter what. And my service guy that I go see at, uh, at the dealership, we've been very dear friends for years. I usually bring him breakfast every time I go. But I was in such a hurry that morning that, you know, I didn't have time to stop and get him a healthy breakfast because he just lost 100 pounds. So I get to the dealership, and I'm in my head worrying about money, right? And that's one of my constant fears. And I actually learned that my worry of money actually derives from my childhood because there were times that we didn't have money. So yeah. that's why my no, fear no, is derived from. No, that's where it comes from, from. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sitting there at the yeah. dealership, yeah. okay? I'm sitting at the dealership, and um, I, I go on Uber Eats, and I find the only healthy place that would deliver to us. 
and I was trying to figure out what to get this guy, you know, and I'm looking at the prices and they're extremely expensive and I'm worried about money. I'm like, shit, I don't want to pay $70 for fucking food to get here. And like, well, when's my big break going to come? And I start looking at all the stuff that's available on the Uber Eats app. Rachel, I want you to look at my phone right now. It's right next to you. I set you up for this for a reason. Take a look at my phone that's next to you. And I want you to zoom in. <gasps> oh my God. Tell the listeners what you see. What the F? So the nine, number nine, Dragon Bomb, and the description of the... Of, I think it's a smoothie, right? The it says almond milk, strawberry, dragon fruit, mango, carrot, coconut water, granny. That was my granny winking at me and saying, Jonathan. And why would granny be in the ingredients? It's not supposed to be there. Come on. It's not supposed That's to be there. No freaking way. Rachel. When? After she passed, this came? The day after the funeral. And I'm constantly praying to her in my head, like, I miss you, and I love you, and just please continue to be with me. And that was her way of winking at me, telling me, I'm with you, Jonathan. You have nothing to worry about. And the only way that I was able to see that oh and recognize that is because of the disciplines that are taught to us about being mindful and understanding that there is a bigger world than what we see with our eyes. We have to work at expanding Jonathan, our I'm spirit. shocked. Guys, it says granny on there in the ingredients. That's insane. And I went ahead and Googled just to see. There is no ingredients that's named granny. Out oh. there. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And the best part was my mom was struggling two days later, missing her mother. And I was able to show my mom actual factual evidence that her mom is still with us. But we got to put on these eyes. We, it's a new pair of glasses with the spiritual life. And unless we do, we will perish. We will fall into the fears and fall into the insecurities that lead us to believe that there is no higher power. Well, you know, I got to tell you something. I'm coming out of it slowly. I, I am. So I know. I had something that just happened recently that gave me a sign that Skippy was okay. But anyway, you guys, um, I had to put him to sleep because he was just deteriorating and he, he survived after the accident. He had that survived the cancer. I think he had lots of happy moments and he was still a great mascot, right? <laughs> and then just recently, three weeks ago, I, I had to, you know, and some of you guys are gonna have to do that. It is just the toughest decision ever, ever, is to have to put your animal to sleep and, and that's just family. I felt like my heart was ripped out. The next day I met a guy that was uh, a rescuer, animal rescuer, and he asked me all these questions. Oh, you lost your pet? I'm like, yeah, I had to put him to sleep yesterday. And he said, well, how did you do it? And I said, well, I brought the vet to the house. I, did you know that? Yeah. The vet came to the house. And I had a quiet moment with him. Before they put him out, initially put them to sleep. So he fell asleep in my arms. And so the guy from the rescue organization said to me, do you know what a beautiful farewell you were able to give this dog? Do you have any idea what that means? You've, what, how he left with dignity and love and gave him that that day. He said so many animals die without love, without care. And you've been able to give that to one dog. 
So remember how I told you I got a message from Skippy? So two days later, I come in the house and a song by Dido comes on and I hear, thanks for giving me the best day of my life. Oh. Know that song? Thank no, you. But that's beautiful. And the first phrase I hear, thank you for giving me the best day of my life. And then the following day I was walking with a friend and she lost her pet a month prior. I swear to God, in the cloud, I see a huge dog that looked exactly like Skippy with another dog following him around. Wow. And I, and I looked at Julie and I said, do you see this? And she said, holy shit. Wow. Those clouds look like dogs. And I, you, so I wasn't crazy. I wasn't seeing things. And I said, that looks like Molly and Skippy. And we were like, we started hugging. So there's some truth to what you're saying. There's like so much that we don't know. That has gotten me thinking a lot about death and where we're headed and where we're going. But what happens like when we lose all these loved ones and there's this empty space, you know? Well, what is that all about? I, uh, it's I have funny. a lot of questions lately. Like, So you remember, you remember on that, that podcast that I shared about the kid that I had helped in treatment and tried getting him into the program and connecting him with certain things. And then literally two years later, I hear him chairing a meeting. Oh, I remember you said that. Yeah. His name was Ruben. Yeah. So what's amazing is um, he came into my life right before my sponsor passed away. And, and that, and that was one of the hardest things I ever had to go through in my life. Like he actually became like more of a father figure to me. And he taught me everything I know. How do and you deal with this, with a loss like that? Well, it, it's- Then your grandmother, then your friend. Well, but How? He, and I'm gonna tell you. So he knew that I loved Star Wars. Like I love Star, I believe in the force. It's, it's a breathing, loving, energy that surrounds us and it's either we use it for good or we use it for evil that's my firm that's my firm belief oh i love that and he knew that love. i love star wars and he said have you ever heard of the jedi credo i'm like what <laughs> i thought i knew everything about star wars and he's like you ever heard of the jedi credo and i'm like no. i never heard of that no and he brings up his phone and it was right before my sponsor passed and he says this is it there is no emotion there is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. And in the last part, there is no death. There is the force. <sighs> and what that taught me right before he passed away wow. was these spirits, these people, they don't perish and never be around us again. They get absorbed and put into that force that's helping guiding our lives but it's our choice whether to tap into it or not it's our choice to ask for direction and for help it's kind of like the same principle as step one right like nothing is going to lift this merciless obsession unless i ask that higher power to do it for me. it's the same principle it's just we fall into self-pity we fall uh -huh. into anger yeah we fall into fear and we forget that we have that ability to tap into that power for that same purpose you know the the granny thing that i just showed you i was That's... praying i was praying to her all morning all morning and i i pray to my my grandfather my grandmother 
my sponsor, my what best friend who passed away of, of cancer. I, I pray to these things every single morning. What do you say? I love you. I miss you. Please stay with me and guide me and direct me. Oh, I love that. And they do. They show up in so many w different ways and forms that because I take those disciplines as seriously as I can, I see them. And that's that, that, that tap on the shoulder, like, you're not alone. You're not alone. You know, it's not that these people leave and they never come back. It's, they get even, I remember my- They get ingrained. Well, my best friend, before he passed away, I had to go over to his house. And um, it was kind of like our last intellectual conversation before he went into hospice and then things got worse. He sat Fuck. down with me and he looked at me across the table and he says, I'm afraid to die. I couldn't cry. And it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. And I looked back at him and I said, you know, you were the one that taught me how to reach into that spiritual realm. You told me, I'm like, you told me that your loved ones that have passed come visit you in your dreams. And he goes, yeah, that's true. And he, he forgot because of all the fear and all the, all the anxiety and all the, all the resentment, he forgot. And I'm like, you taught me that. And he goes, yeah, I did. And I'm like, so I know you're going to miss everybody. But what if you still believe the way that you did believe, knowing that your family members and the ones that have passed in your life it's not that they're gone and now they're even bigger in your life than you could ever the imagine. Ingrained. They're there. Now they're, they can be there even more for you than you could ever imagine. He goes, you're right. And he said, thank you for reminding me of that. I'm not so afraid anymore. Oh my God. And he still pops up for me. He still comes around and he still tells me, Johnny, I love you, fucker. Like he tells, he, it's, it's the most amazing thing in the world. But it's, it's not, it's, it, and, and the thing is, like a lot of people ask me, like, why do you pray so much and why do you meditate so much and why do you do all, because I have to be reminded so I don't fall into fear and I don't fall into anger. And that's what keeps me out of, you ask me, like, like how do you deal with all this depression shit? Depression or self-pity or. It's because I know better, but I have to keep reminding myself of that knowledge. So let me tell you about the conversation I had with my little brother. Remember I told you he lost a very good friend to cancer? Right. With very similar circumstances. It was very sad. Anyway, he's been calling me because I couldn't get out of this depression. And I wasn't practicing anything. I wasn't practicing my spirituality. I wasn't practicing my readings in the morning, the things that I love that, that help you thrive and grow. I wasn't doing that either. I stayed in bed all day grieving. And I wasn't just grieving Skippy. I was grieving like the whole past year and a half overall because I've lost like uh, a few friends and a few people through this horrific, you know, pandemic. Anyway, he said to me, well, the reason you're crying is because it, it's in your head. That's what's creating the pain. You're, you're reminiscing, you're regretting. There's the constant loop in your brain. And he said, you've got to get back to yourself. I got defensive when he said that. Why? Well, I'm sitting here. I mean, how much more with myself can I be? He's like, no, you got to get back to yourself, to your body. And I'm like, 
He's like, first of all, you have to realize that everything is born in the mind. That's where you feel all the pain. All the love happens in your heart. You have to shift your focus from your mind into your body. And I said, well, how, how am I going to do that? And it's, you know, you know, they say mind over body is body over mind <clears throat> in this case. He said, start feeling all the senses that God gave you. Then he said, it's called being grounded. He says, well, what are you doing right now? So I'm sitting in a chair. Do you feel your back against the chair? Yeah. Do you feel your feet on the ground? Feel, feel the ground. Feel that. And he said, and I feel the wind blowing in my face. And he said, as soon as you shift, you focused your body and all your senses, he goes, you're grounded. You're present. Just come back to your senses. That's incredible. And it will override your thinking. Better yet, you could do it in a crowded place because now you're shifting to the sound. And that's the prelude to active meditation. I mean, if I could really do that, that's overriding your thinking, your ego. Absolutely. You keep mentioning ego. Do you remember what the acronym ego means? No, I kind of do a little bit. Edging God out. Mm-hmm. And that's when our thinking comes in and says, I know what's best. This shouldn't be happening. What yeah. the fuck? And this is bullshit. And, and controlling your emotions. Exactly. I mean, that's what, that's what your thinking is really doing. Guys, I will be back, and we will be back. <laughs> we were going to talk about nutrition, but that ain't going to happen in this episode. I promise maybe in the next. Well, today was catching up. Yeah, um, and we will continue to catch up, just breaking up this conversation in two parts. So we will catch you on the next episode. We do have a donation button. Um, If you feel empowered, if you feel the love and you want to contribute and help us to keep this podcast going, there's a contribution button on flying-sober.com. Whatever you want to give, it's greatly appreciated. And with that said, stay healthy, stay safe. Till the next time we connect and remember to check out our recovery resources at flying-sober.com.